You know, my observation is that uh, leaders and organizations don't spend enough time looking at the effectiveness of their meetings, which meetings to have, which to shorten, which to do in a different forum. Uh, but this examination is so critical to an organization's success. I see meetings as like the currency that feeds the success of an organization. And it's often ignored. Bad meetings, meetings from hell are just considered the norm. Not anymore. Come join Joyce and I. Uh, we talk about some gaffes and mistakes that we've made along the way, but what we've learned from them and what we see is the design principles of running a great meeting. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. <laughs> we Man. sound kind of like we're oh. on vacation. <laughs> we're, we're droopy because it's so hot everywhere on this planet. Oh, and there's so many, mm, let's not go to the tragedies that have occurred right now, mm. but just to send blessings to everybody everybody let's just send blessings to everybody yeah we we dear world are in a hard time and that's actually why bob and i do this if we can give a little tiny bit of help especially to what i think the healthier institutions in our culture right now which is business then go forth and be an example as you are at work you know do what you learn okay that's my little sermonette well i'm going to just say Amen. I, I couldn't agree more, but it's, yeah, I mean, the weather is such a uh, metaphor for what's happening in our world right now. So, yes. And if, uh, and if only it were a metaphor. Absolutely. You're right. It's, it's yeah. happening. So, so with that, what would you like to talk about today, Joyce? I have a tiny article I'm writing about designing your calendar and designing your meetings not having but how do you want to design if you're a top executive how do you want to design your next three years how do you want to different ways to design meetings and also how to run them well you and i were talking about a how to handle a dominant jabber mouth <laughs> <laughs> which i think it can be relatively easy so i think Let's riff, but since this might have practical, tactical, when we do, let's stop and highlight it. Okay. Well, we'll just for so, the hell of it, which. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a disclaimer. I mean, a lot of what we're going to be talking about are meetings that aren't productive and then ways to make them productive. I want, my disclaimer is meetings are the currency where things get done in an organization. Uh, you wish. Well, you know, if we talk about collaboration, if we talk about cross-functional matrix organizations, you know, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's when people either virtually uh, get in a room or over the phone or, um, you know, are, are there. I, yeah. I think, you know, I, I can't imagine an organization without meetings. So if they're the currency that create and make things happen, how can you make sure, as you said, uh, they end up being the best, most productive um, and inspiring? Well, here's what I'm thinking about. In general, our institutions are operating on really old paradigms and habits. Yeah. And 
<laughs> so I want to say, let's call them gatherings, convocation, whatever. But the question is, who needs to gather when and how often and about what? Yeah. Underline that. If I could say it twice, I would. Bringing people together has to be the right people for the right topic for something important that here's here's a bottom line that people want or understand the need to be there. Mm. Yes. And I can remember sitting with several top CEOs in doing planning where they took their calendar and mapped out the meetings for three years. And I'm hesitating because I remember I said, you're dispersing your meetings, and these were the top level, with a visit to another country and another meeting. And so much of it is a waste of time. And we yep. did introduce, um, one of the last things I did before I left was introduce Cisco Systems or whatever. The t- the um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, we were it, 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 essentially. But it I was going like, to say. Yeah, but it looked like you were in a meeting because it had half a table, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and it works. It really and did. So you don't have to be present. Um, it was Cisco's telepresence, just to give them a little bit of a... Thank you. I know yeah, I went a to a thing and said, I want to get that. It's going to cut costs. It's going to... And I knew it was going to work because I went to Boston and sampled it. So yay, last thing I did or that I encouraged. Um, I wonder, let's... Let's play around for a minute. I wonder what would happen if the CEO chose a topic that mattered. Yeah. Like, this is a problem to solve. This is an opportunity to grab. This is something that's pissing me off. And then I love this idea and introduced it. Decide who's going to run the meeting and not OD for Pete's sake. OD <laughs> often becomes meeting runners. Be uh, be a, an advisor to whoever's going to run the meeting, but don't be in the room. And it works miracles to have the CEO say, this is what we're going to focus on. And Joyce is going to be in charge because it's in her area. Then the OD person meets with Joyce yeah. to set designed to make the meeting productive, interesting, challenging, whether it was, in other words, don't fall into meetings. I remember people saying that meetings, especially top meetings, were the most restful part of their week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, whoa, I can sit back, let somebody else get in trouble. I just have to be quiet. <laughs> See, I always found meetings. Uh, you know, I've been in meetings that were great, but I've been into too many meetings that I questioned why I was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're not uh, uh, collaborative. So you have one person talking and 20 people taking notes. Uh, that's been more my experience. Um and uh, meetings in the afternoon, if you're going to have meetings, my own opinion, have them in the morning where people are fresh and make decisions and be fully energized. Sorry, all of you um, nighttime people. I think uh, that's something that's, uh, I don't know where that came from, but it's important to me. Well, and here's another. So underline that. <laughs> we want to be sure you know you're getting something for listening. It's not our style. Um, 
jet lag for international meetings often led to prolonged fuzziness because sometimes you just cannot get your head to function or you're exhausted. And I've heard people say it. Bring that up at the end of the meeting. People will be so tired, they'll say yes. So there was also what used to be or what still is that I hate, which is the meeting before the meeting, (laughs) which is how to manipulate what goes on at the meeting. Now, as an OD practitioner and an executive, I would intervene and say, I'm putting on a different hat right now. I had three hats they made me put on. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, a three-billed hat. Um, <clears throat> so there is that. There is the whole thing of exhaustion when you well, have just reached the point uh, of decision through desperation. Well, it's funny. We're, we're both talking about the same thing. I said mornings. You're talking about jet yeah. lag. Uh, I mean, it's been uh, researched exhaustively that in situations where people meet, in this example, they use uh, parole boards. So these are the people that come together and decide whether someone gets parole or not. And time and time again, if you have a meeting in the morning, chances are higher that you're going to be put on parole. But as the day goes on, uh, they just get into this indecisiveness that I think comes from exhaustion mm-hmm. comes from, you know, so they're saying if, if your parole meeting is scheduled for four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, in all likelihood, you're not going to get uh, put on parole. Here's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Tony Schwartz's book, the way we're working, isn't working or something like sure. that. Yeah. Love it. You and I ran a three day workshop based on his principles. I think yeah. one of which though, for sure was no meeting is longer than 90 minutes. And if it is, there's a half an hour break yep. before another 90 minutes. And we actually created a little um, refreshment periods where we would set out games for to play during that half hour. Everything from poker to sorry to anything to shift the brain. And at one point we gave them... Um, disposable cameras to go take a picture of beauty and come back. And the high vitality was really something. So yeah. I can see you balk as I say that, listeners. No, I'm, I'm not okay, you, listeners. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but it really, there's a tip that if you are doing a day long on something that matters, I this is a great, and there's a ton of research. Go get Tony Swartz's book. Hi, Tony. Um well, you, what you're really talking about is you take that half hour. It's almost like a reboot. You you get re-energized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you and I have seen it when a feel uh, a room starts to feel droopy. Yeah, and you're kind of in the middle of that 90 minute meeting, and you literally say, "Okay, we need we need to do a timeout here. Everyone, get up, you know, and everyone." Fluff your yeah. aura or do something. Which I hate that. I just really hate it. I'd rather have a half an hour break to go find. There's something that I hate about that. Let's energize. Okay. But it's well, good. <laughs> it gets the blood flowing. I'm just saying. Well, I that's right. Read a book. Well, what I love about it is people get as annoyed as all get out, like you like just me. did. But it shifts the energy in the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it gets people awakened, even though it's more of a like a cold water on the face but so here's what i did that i liked 
in one company, which was to have the CEO, regardless of the agenda, pick one of the top leaders to run the meeting. Yep. I cannot tell you how much better the meetings got because everybody suddenly got polite and engaged because they knew they had a turn coming up. Yeah. And the other was that I did often was pose the question, get, even if it's a group of nine, occasionally break them into three groups of three to really dig deep and come up with a demand, you know, and as yeah. the, and, and the other hint is if you're the CEO or top leader, be demanding. This is time and this is money. And as the top leader, you have the burden of making that meeting worthwhile and you have the right to demand that it be fully engaged. Yeah. I mean, I think about... And to highlight when it isn't. Yeah. To say, hey, this what's wrong? What do we need to be doing? And of course, it... it gets bureaucratic so fast because that's the memory yarn. That's the mm. paradigm. Tidy, good little lists. Yeah. But what just opened up for me, and I think back, whenever I, I made uh, many mistakes, but one of the mistakes that I made uh, professionally is I would take on a new position. And the first thing I would do, I would just default into whatever meetings existed. So yeah. I, I'm thinking specifically uh, when I was VP of operations, my directors and I all got together for an hour every Monday morning. And I know what we did, but I'm not sure why we did it. And uh, it, it, it literally was for me to go to a meeting in the afternoon and be able to talk about what didn't go right last week, which after a month in the raw, I said, this is a crazy reason to meet. I'd rather talk about what's going on this week and what we can do for you. So I think the nugget there is if you're coming into a role, either as a CEO or a, a new functional leader, is is the really question, what are the current practices, particularly around meeting and how they're conducted? And to pull together your new team to say, I would like to design how we connect. Yeah. And what works for you as a group and what works for you individually because uh, there were an awful lot of meetings of um, just to connect and go over little nigglies that were kept in a folder sure but and also if you are as um, and i think that's a perfect role for an od person or hr to come in and say we need to, uh, the year's coming, let's redesign how you gather. Let's redesign your meetings or a new person, let's design and use the word design and say, okay, if Indonesia is troubled, wouldn't you rather go there for two weeks? Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you travel for far off meetings, the other thing is that doesn't always happen is meet with, have a meeting, even if it's about meetings, <laughs> with every single person individually of, well, of I, the time. And, and, and it's, sometimes it's awkward. I know I've had CEOs tell me, well, I don't want to go behind the back of others. Like hell. That's where you learn the most is wandering around. And you have a right to, to ask for yes. a scheduled sit down. And yes, they're going to talk about you, sir, madam. Yeah, you know, because I'm going to ask them, how are things going? It's my job to know. And um, I'll let you know. But anyhow, um, 
The other thing is too, when uh, is to feel free to break up your meeting whenever you want to into smaller segments. Yep. Because then it demands. It's so easy to rest in a meeting, and when there were you know global meetings, I have to admit I once introduced business bingo. <laughs> where, <laughs> where you know you listen for all the goofy like things like strategy granular you know whatever the words were i made up bingo sheets i think you can get them online yeah what one thing that um you know you used oh. it in the context of a ceo coming in and going behind the scenes i think every organization needs to do periodic reviews of how we have conversations and about meetings and have a really rigorous, you know, where, where are they adding value? Where are they not? Um, what's the duration? Um, one of the things that I just happened to be, I was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday who's on vacation and he's just saying, I'm just so happy to not be in meetings. He says, I literally hate my job because I'm in so many meetings. And I said, well, but aren't meetings important? He said, most of the ones I go to aren't important, at least not to me. So I, I wonder, that, oh, wow, then why does he go? Well, why do a lot of us go to meetings where we just know it's not going to be productive time? Um, I think everyone I'm pausing. I'm pausing because uh, let's interview him, not necessarily online, but to, to, to hear what it is. Okay. Because he's I, I'll take a, he, he or he, right? is in a position to do whatever he wants to in terms of gathering and listening. Yep. It's weird. It, uh, it what, is here, weird. It's here is the primary nugget to take back is the old paradigms, the memory arm of the past that no longer serves us is so strong, we do it anyway. Yes. All the while, it's not working. So um, I would like to suggest, and maybe it does take an OD person to be in the room, but to periodically stop and say, on a one to 10, where's your engagement with this topic? Mm. And if it's all twos, say, do we want to continue? It not, don't, yeah. let, don't let that meeting go to sleep. So it's interesting. And we, it was a little bit of a variation on what you just said. Uh, when I was running a function, I would meet with my team every week. And, you know, I was getting feedback that, you know, I could be better off doing this. I don't have anything in common with the other people in the room. And so we kind of agreed to what's, what is needed to make this meeting work. And if we can't come up with a reason, we, we do it differently. Where I'm going with that is we created this kind of cadence where at the end of every meeting, we went around one person at a time. How would you rate today's meeting and what would have made it a five for you? And it, it was amazing how over time we actually got better and had more productive meetings because there was just this candid feedback at the end. Um, may I so, suggest, may I suggest people yes. listen, do it in the middle of the meeting? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. You're, and, and, you know, we go about setting norms huh. and then don't hold people to them. That's right. And so. The, so the other thing is to do, say, let's do a quick rating on how we're doing with norms. And if they go, oh, there's OD again, say, no, I sense right now your meeting sucks. And I wonder if you want to make it better. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think a little snarky. I, I think it is the most unsaid truth or unspoken truth in so many companies where there's this universal, like the guy yesterday, that meetings aren't working. Then we don't do anything about it. <laughs> um, last week, we gave our listeners an assignment to go back and take a look at how well they're uh, acknowledging and appreciating and uh, their middle managers. I think there's another homework task coming out of today's conversation. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us in organizations, look at how you're approaching meetings and answering the questions that Joyce and I raised today. Uh, because I think that this is, this is a huge opportunity in most organizations. Did you like running meetings? Yes. Um, I, I liked meetings... I liked running meetings where I thought there was a purpose for being there and that we all left differently than we came in there. I love those meetings. I sometimes felt, well, I don't know, that nobody wanted to be there or there was resistance. Uh, And then I hated it. And I don't think I called that out often enough. I do want to share one meeting, talk about designing a meeting that I loved, and that is when I felt my team was overwhelmed and chaos and didn't know what mattered more and too much coming at them, we would do a brain dump, but put every worry. I just did this with my family. You'll laugh. I'll tell you later. We covered the walls with butcher paper and everybody just did a brain dump all over it. All or every little thing like markers don't work need strategy for the Northeast. <laughs> it ranged from the, you know, sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. But that was stunning, the mess we had in our heads. Mm. And then I said, take a marker and cross off those things you don't want to deal with right now. You may later, but right now, get them out. And the other question I asked was, now circle those that you're willing to come gather for that need to that you want to that you would run the meeting if it were it were to be how to uh, have the IT department more skilled in connecting and teaching other areas mm. and it was such a relief and yeah, uh, I love that get the gunk out well and then also what matters and then sometimes I would prioritize those. I, I worked with this most annoying associate, uh, but I appreciate the one thing that he would do in a meeting. He, he, I think he may have learned it from you. And it's asking the question, what's the most important conversation you need to have right now? Mm-hmm. I used to start the, the top level meetings. With yeah. Them. Yeah. Well, you aren't that annoying person. It's another person who annoyed me that did it. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what, yeah, I did ask that. What's so jo- I did it more one-on-one. I had one other thought, and now I think I lost it. Come on. I'm bringing it back. Bring okay. it back. That's all right. If you keep going, I'll interrupt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess what I would say is uh, we, we could probably get on paper some of the points that we talked about today. The one Not our job. Learners' job. Okay, you talked about uh, meetings that I enjoyed being a part of or running. I think the under the tent, uh, where we used to have the quarterly communication meetings at Hannaford, we used to bring all store managers and other managers together every other year. 
those under the tent, meaning getting everyone under the big tent and having them conversation to me were, uh, you know, maybe exhaustive, but they were really productive. I couldn't agree more. And they're worth the time and they take a lot of design. And I know Food Lion uh, does that. And it's having important conversations and they, yeah. they do, you know, and they do have it facilitated. And yeah, it, it, it connects the big picture, which makes the nigglies less important. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Joyce. My, my wisdom drop. Oh, geez. Well, well, I know. No, I know. I know. Got it. Got it. Got it. We had a specific question of how do you handle someone who's dominating the meeting? it with their um, need oh. for attention or need to talk uh, and if you are running it I used to say to whoever can you hold because we've heard your thoughts quite heavily and I haven't heard from other people so I, I want to hear from others and then I'll come back to you and you can see everybody go yes thank god yes I, I wanted to say yes I'll tell you, that's that's so important because oftentimes those meetings we talk about, there's usually uh, a blabbermouth there that just likes the sound of their voice. And as a boss, as a facilitator, uh, in a way that may feel a little bit abrupt, but you got to shift it because you're killing everyone else in the room. Yeah, and you can do it firmly. I mean, yeah. I've heard a lot from you. I haven't heard as much from the others. You have to address it. You just have to. Uh, the other was a rule of thumb is to, uh, to tell people you can make one statement for every two questions you ask somebody else. Wow. I That'll like that. work magic. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have more bag of tricks to share, but uh, you're going to have to wait till our next episode. <laughs> Joyce, we're out of here. Okay. Design your meetings. Don't tolerate them. <laughs> Ditto. Thank you, everyone, for sticking in with us uh, on today's episode about running, designing effective meetings. You know, it's been a kind of a common thing at the end of these sessions to give our listeners a challenge. And you can probably guess what it is. I think it would be good for you to look at your leaders and see who conducts great meetings. Do a little bit of appreciative inquiry and find out why it's happening. Uh, but at the same time, looking at the culture and the structure around how people come together in a way that you can leverage it and make it better. So that's your assignment. So until next time, be well and be safe.